victory belongs to you and so I will have victory. Thank you Lord Jesus because victory belongs to me. Victory belongs to you. Thank you Father. Lord we worship you. Thank you Lord Jesus. In Jesus mighty name we have prayed. And so Father we enjoy your victory this morning. On the platter of your sacrifices, we are going to have victory. Our enemies will not reign over us. We have victory over the circumstances of life in Jesus' name. And we are going to live a life of testimony. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. And the church said the loudest, Amen. God bless you. We love you. Let me welcome your neighbors. You are welcome to church. You are looking good. Damn good. And the Lord bless you. In Jesus' name. Is somebody looking good around you? Say you are the one I'm talking to. You are looking damn, damn good. Come on, shout Hallelujah. I told the workers in the morning, okay, let me first appreciate those people that make this church look fresh this Sunday. From the sanctuary keepers to the students that clean the church and to people that have been a blessing to us this week. They bought five giant standing farm for us. Can we clap for them? That's why everywhere is blowing cool weather. No, we are actually in hot season weather. And because of this fan, we can feel relaxed. May the Lord bless them in Jesus' name. What a wonderful people we have here. We announced it last Sunday. And by Wednesday, it was ready, fixed. Let's clap for them again. We appreciate you. God bless you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. May the Lord Jesus reward your good works. Then I told the workers in the morning that if God has given you a position of influence, use it for the gospel. Let me preach to your neighbor. Say, use your position well. Use it for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Preach Jesus to somebody. Invite somebody to church. And the Lord bless you in Jesus' name. I think it's only my father that will remember this story. At Vitry parish when I was pastoring that uh, Sunday court or something there was a woman there that I used to call to come to church. If she's not in church like this, even as a pastor, I will call. I have that kind of habit of calling people. Why are you not in church? So she said most of the time she was in church then in victory because of me. She came here to testify. She she was in church then because a man woman me a man, woman, me. She came here to give the testimony. And I asked her, why are you not giving the testimony? Say, Eba me, woman, woman, me. All the children were not doing well. You know, they were feeling that God is not important. And the whole family was looking somehow. He said, I want, even those who were still in redeem, I want my son, my children to be attending here. Eba me, woman, 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 me. That was what established me in Christ. That was our pain. Today she's dead. Her, her husband also dead. Yeah. 
Monfale knows the story very well. She was sick and died. After about a year, the husband also died. The children, there are five boys on their home now. And I remember that was a, a prayer then. I don't even, if I called the boys, I don't even know where they are. So don't think that you just mind your home business and that things will go well with you. My friend, life is not like that. There's somebody that God has given you influence over, authority over, care over, that when you talk to, they will listen to you. And if you keep quiet to save them, there will be a time that will be too late for you to do it. Every position of honor that God gives to a Christian, he gives it to them for a purpose. He gives it to them for a purpose. I was sharing a story with my sister, my other sister, because she called me. I was sharing a story with her. How somebody called me, one of my daughters called me, said they have withdrawn me out of mercy and I don't know what to do. I said, oh, we are starting a church. Come. And she came very early in the morning like this, crying. And I said, don't cry. You will sink. You need the praise worship. Remember, uh, we were 11 when we started. And she finished praising God. And at the service, she asked me, Daddy, what do I do? I said, Nidan, the Lord that you serve will open doors for you. And that decision will be reversed. You'll be taken back. And she said, Amen. And the next morning, the provost called me. Say, Pastor Adetuji, they are bringing the result of people from Obumasho to the college academy board. When they present the result, I want to stand against it. Talk and tell them that result is not acceptable. When you talk, I will step it down. If you don't talk, not away. See, he never knew that I have somebody that was having problem. He never knew. He never knew. I say, I will do just that. Just give me the floor. Once I raise up my hand, allow me to talk. I'll finish them. With seal. So when the meeting, and he said, the result is presented before, and I raise up my hand. Start blowing some grammar. I thought somebody will say in that meeting, who are you? Medical librarian, what do you know about mercy? But they all kept quiet. They were looking at me. And somebody said, let's consider what the medical librarian is saying. Let's give the student the second chance, another chance. Let them, and the people from Google said, get annoyed. They said, well, you want all of them to pass. That's all. So they stepped down the results. And I told them, go and read again. You will write another exam. And because those who are annoyed, they presented the same question to them. And she passed. I did it on early. That I was helping somebody. But there was somebody else I was also helping. That a year ago came and said, when I was thrown out of mercy, you rescue me. And the person is established in the U.S. now. If I is almost bass mentor now. When you refuse to talk, the deliverance and salvation that God has prepared for somebody will not reach them. And you might actually be doing yourself a favor without knowing. He came all the way from, he prostrated. Pastor, you don't know me. When this thing happened, so, 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 my, my mother was on the mountain praying, praying and, and asking for help. But you stood. This doctor told me, you are the one that rescued us. And I never knew I was doing it. And never told my, my daughter this story. 
my daughter got connected on him on the internet. I love what this guy is doing. Connect, decided to mentor my daughter. Uh, he's having a tremendous help. When you refuse to speak for people, that's what God told, what God told Esther. Deliverance and enlargement. We come to the people of God from another quarter. But you and your father's house will be destroyed. And who knows whether God is pushing you in this position for a time like this. This is a serious time. That people that God has blessed must talk, encourage, preach, do everything you can to influence your word. You never know where you are going to reap it. And I pray that none of us will ever lose our relevance in Jesus' name. You know, the Bible says, we are the salt of the earth. We are the light of the world. And the salt must not lose its seasoning. You must constantly be relevant. Because if you lose your seasoning power, the Bible says you will be under the foot of men. May you never be under the feet of men in Jesus' name. Say, I'm relevant. Are you sure? Are you sure you are relevant? Ask your neighbor, say, are you relevant? Do you have influence? Are you a blessing? Are you a blessing? Can you influence your world positively for Christ? Turn to him and say, may the Lord use you. In the name of Jesus. Shout a powerful hallelujah. I'm saying this because some of us may not be in the workers meeting. So that you know when you go, you carry yourself with dignity. You will not lose your position in Jesus' name. Come on, shout hallelujah. Oh, it's good to be a father. Praise the Lord. Okay, I'll be preaching on the topic of title, Victory Over Limitations and Family of Life. If I talk about victory over Satan, victory over attack, and I don't talk about victory over famine, I've not done a complete assignment. This is the last Sunday in the month of November. Father Abraham experienced famine in the land. Isaac experienced famine. Jacob experienced famine. Nigeria is experiencing famine. <laughs> so when we are talking about victory, any victory that does not take you above famine or above limitation, that victory is not complete. I told workers a story. I said when I was looking for event all at Aurora, the cleaner was mobbing. Very funny story. It was mobbing the ground. And uh, they needed to show me some things. So and we have to step what he was doing. And uh, maybe she squeezed her face. And the manager said, Pastor, please, when we are coming back, you pray for this woman. Because this woman is squeezing her face. She has a witch. She doesn't want you to watch. I said, don't worry. I'll pray for her. When I'm coming back, woman, I'll pray for you. She said, no problem, sir. You can pray for me. I said, you will be delivered. She said yes. So when I was coming, she knelt down, raised her hands to heaven for prayer. She never knew I was holding 1,000 naira. So I put it on her. I said, be delivered. She opened her hands. Because she felt the noise. She said, I am delivered. I am delivered. And all the other people, when they saw her shouting, they were amazed. They said, ah, pastor, is this the way you need deliverance? I said, yes. Said, we also need deliverance, please. Deliver me. Deliver me. Deliver me. Please sit down. 
most of all these mountains, all the prayers, when you look at the requests, there may be requests over lack, over family. That's the truth. For light to work in Nigeria, you need to pray. In Jesus' name, I want to hire my dress. For water to flow, you need prayer. For you to heat well, you need to pray. God supply my need. It may not be so in another part of the, of, of the world, but I also understand some of them are going through recession. So you need victory over every form of famine and limitation. And may the Lord give it to you in Jesus' name. Job 5.22 says, In the time of famine, you will laugh. That's a sign that you have victory over it. When people are saying there is famine and you are laughing, it's a sign that, ah, this season, even as people are complaining, I am rejoicing. So it shows that God has given victory over famine. Job chapter 22, verse 29 says that when people are saying there is a casting down, you are going to be saying there is what? There is a lifting up because the Lord is on your side. And forever be on your side in Jesus' name. Psalm chapter 37, verse 25, 27, 28. Loaded with scriptures telling you that even in time of scarcity, you will not lack. Psalm chapter 37, verse 25. I've been young and now I'm old, yet I've not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his descendant begging bread. That will be your portion in Jesus' name. 26, 27. He's ever merciful and lends. That's God. And his descendant are blessed. The righteous is always merciful. They do good. They lend. They don't borrow. Righteous people don't. So if you are borrowing, it's an aberration. You are under debt. A righteous lend. They are good. They are kind. I will show you as I'm preaching this message. His descendants are blessed. May your descendants be blessed in Jesus' name. Okay, 28. 28. 28. For the Lord loves justice and does not forsake his saints. They are preserved forever. But descendant of the wicked shall be cut off. Are you following me? Genesis chapter 45, verse 6 and 7. God has sent me ahead of you to preserve you by a great deliverance. I will give you provision. That's what Joseph said. God has sent me to preserve you by a great deliverance. Great deliverance. For these two years, the farming has been in the land. And there are still five years in which there will be neither plowing nor harvest. Farming. Verse 7. Verse 7. And God sent me before you to preserve a prosperity for you in the heart. And to save your life by a great deliverance. He said, lest you are fast and says, come to Goshen and I will feed you. Lest you and your descendant fall into poverty. This season, you will not fall into poverty. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. So we are talking on how not to fall into poverty. How to enjoy deliverance from farming. And the limitations of life. And it's important that you listen. Okay, number one way to have victory over farming is by having courage for favor. It's not every time that God speaks favor that you have courage to receive it. For example, in Exodus chapter 3, verse 22 to 21 to 22, the Lord said, I will give these people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. 
every woman will go and ask. You will go and ask for what you need and they will not be able to resist you. So somebody said, ah, no. You are killing people and you ask me to go and be asking them for things. God, you know that the economy is not right. I can't ask. So if you are not courageous enough to take possession of that instruction, you will not enjoy FIFA. Do you know what I've discovered? It's quite take courage for you to ask for FIFA. There are so many people that suffer in silence. Though. So many people. Even some people suffer in the midst of plenty because they cannot ask. They don't know how to ask. They are timid. In fact, some people have been raised to be docile. Situation that control them. They don't ask for things. When you don't ask for things because you are timid, you don't enjoy favor. You need courage to ask for favor. Mark chapter 10, verse 47 to 51. Blind Bartimaeus heard about Jesus and he started asking for favor. Son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and helped him. He asked. Maybe Jesus had passed so many people that he could have helped in the city of Jericho. But maybe they were not courageous enough. They thought Jesus is too high or he's too busy or his schedule is too tight. Oh, I don't want to disturb him. I don't want to disturb him. Ah, Jesus, the son of God is passing. Let me allow him to have his peace. And you are in pieces. Courage for favor. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16 says, Let us therefore come boldly with courage to ask for favor. For our time of need, you need courage to ask. Courage. Stop the fear. And use courage to ask for what you need. Use courage. Psalm 16 verse 24. Genesis 18, 26 to 28. Father Abraham was asking. And he stopped asking where his boldness and courage stopped. Lord, will you destroy the righteous and the wicked? God said, I will not do that. If 550 people that are righteous, will you save the city because of the city? Lord, I will do that. He said, they said, they, said they, will, they will do that. He said, if you have uh, 20, will you do that? Will you save them? He said, I will save them. At the time, he asked up to 10. And his courage was exhausted. And when the Lord got to the city, there were not enough 10. But if he has asked the Lord, if you find the one righteous man in the city, will you save them? Our limitations in life, they are determined by our courage to ask. Courage to ask. When you are sitting beside somebody that can do you a favor, muster courage. Muster courage. This girl that inspired me within the past two weeks, Paul Elin, shared the story of her rising. She said, she used to abuse government officials on the radio TV. Somebody loved her voice and said, come and be saying something. So when she got into the radio station, all she does is to abuse the governors. I want to you know, say all those things. And one day, they sent people to drag her out of the studio. Say, are you the girl? He says, she started praying, Lord, give me courage. Give me courage. Give me boldness. Give me boldness. They said they took her into the midst of powerful people in Lagos. Governors and his friend. Are you the guy that was saying all this thing? Rubbish? He said, yes, I'm the person. Then he started talking the way he was talking like a baby. And they started laughing. 
Because he said, when they took her by force out of that radio station, what came into her heart was that, ah, you're about to go to jail. You're about to go to jail. She has had journalists that were taken from radio station like that, and they were thrown to jail. She now said, Lord, what I need is courage. It's boldness. Courage, boldness. She prayed for it, and she mimicked her voice again. He said, is I laughing? Yeah, it's actually funny. And somebody dripped uh, his hand into his pocket. I said, okay, for making me to laugh, take this money. But they were giving her money. He said, and the governor asked, what to give her money? He said, no, 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 don't give me money, sir. What I need is job. That is a, a lady they brought to accuse. It's okay, well, tell me, which job do you want? He said, I've been working as a freelance radio person in this place without job this way, and I've been working all this time. And he said, okay. You are employed now. He said, what about the one I've done before? They didn't pay me. He said, yeah, give her the areas. Please sit down. In the midst of the accusation, she still raised her voice to ask for something that she needs. That's why I say, even when you are in the midst of high and mighty, you need courage. The reason why so many of us are disappointed are backward or we are not doing well is because even when opportunity presents itself to us, we don't have courage to act for favor. One man of God said he went somewhere to price a car in the US and they, somebody told him and said, if you come so day, we are going to give free offer for this same car. Maybe you should wait. He said, Easy offer. I say yes. Our boss normally do something like this. So they say, ah, I will come that day. So told his wife, let us go. So they left. And he came back the second time. And they now called the boss. Sir, you normally give so so I don't know whether it was his bad day. Normally give so so day at this particular day. So he came, the boss came and said, Okay, Pastor, you want this car? Okay, how much do you offer me? He said, that's not the usual pricing. The usual pricing should be this, how much I want to sell it. Then you now price it down. He said, how much do you offer me? Then he said, Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. What do I say? What do I say? <laughs> His name is Wissy. You must have heard this, the message. We are listening to it. Said, Holy Ghost, what do I say? Then he said, in his mind, he was thinking $2,300. He saw the way the man was quiet. Then he said, I paid 3000 Say the car worth over $15,000. And the moment he mentioned $3,000, the man said, I give it to you. Take the key. He said, well, say, Oh, I would have said $1,000 now. <laughs> Do you know I'm telling you sincerely? When favor presents itself to you, if you don't have courage, you will not be able to enjoy it. You need courage to possess favor. You need courage. That's how to over, over, overcome famine and obstacle. Favor will always come your way, but you need courage to possess it. Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 to 8 to 11. Ask, it shall be given unto you. How many of you are fathers and your daughter or your son will ask for something? And you say, ask, ask, and ask, and you are going to get it. John chapter 11, verse 6. He said, You have not asked for anything. Ask until your joy be full. Ask and ask, and I will give it to you. Romans chapter 8, verse 32. 
He said, he that did not spare his only begotten son, but freely gave him to us, how much more will your heavenly father give good gifts, give you all things in Christ. Ask. He was just actually stirring your what? Your courage. Isaiah 44 verse 3. How we pour water on him that is thirsty. To be thirsty means to be courageous. You are panting for that thing. That thing is important to you. Isaiah 44 verse 3. You need courage to request for favor. Stop being timid. You, you can ask. You can ask. Maybe the worst that may happen is that they say no. Abby, but you have asked. And I think there is a way for me. One of my sons that is doing very well in Lagos now said he was posted to a bank against the rule then that no copper, copper should post to a bank. And they, they asked all of them to go. And all the other copper they left because they rejected them. They said, no, 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 no. They said we should never take copper in the bank again. I think Senate Bank did. And he said, sir, can I see the personnel officer? They said, for what? I say, sir, can I see you, sir? I say, sir, I want to ask for a favor. I have read that you have organization apart from bank. Just accept me. Or you write a letter that I'm working for that organization, but you allow me to work in the bank. So I can help the bank. The red computer. I will help do this and that. And the man say, oh, wait a minute. That's true, too. Okay, we will write that you are working one of our subsidiary, but between me and you, you will work in the bank. Say yes. He was the only one that asked for that favor. And they gave it to him. You have not because you ask not. And he said, Ah, Daddy, God has perfected all things for me. I say, How? Oh. He said, I will be retained. I said, Sure. He said, Yes. He said, I will be retained. And the moment he finished service here, they gave him letter. And he took transport, came to my house in Oshogo. They have retained me. That day I said it. I knew it when they posted that they won't reject me. And if I sat with them for one year, they would retain me. And they started with him then with 120,000. You can show me the letter. Today is with Microsoft. He's doing extra well. But I know that courage to ask for favor. It's not about height, sir. It's not about look, sir. One day I'm going to bring him here, you will see. It's not about height, it's not about look. It's about the courage you have. To ask for it. when you need favor, pray for it and ask for it. If you need to speak, speak. Courage for favor is the one thing that gives you victory over famine. Why are you saying this, Pastor? Second Kings chapter 4, verse 1. There was a man that followed Elisha. Elisha had an anointing to multiply anything you give him. Elisha was highly anointed. But there was a particular servant or junior pastor under Elijah that died of poverty and was living in debt. So big anointing upon the man of God that you follow, follow does not even guarantee surplus in your life if you don't ask. You know that my husband served the Lord. You know that my husband was holy. There was no sin in him. You know that my husband was faithful. Yet he died in debt and the creditors have come to take his two sons as slaves. And the man of God said, what? And I never heard anything like this. He said, he never told you, sir. He did not need to tell me. He only need to ask for favor. You don't, you, you, ah, sir. That is enough. 
We are not here to be sharing testimony alone, no. Some of you have turned church to cosmetic religion center. Church is not a place where we share testimony alone. When something is pinching you, you can come in form of prayer points. So the pastor must have heard. If you don't ask or make a demand, the pastor will not pray. That is number one. The pastor will not ask for things he should ask for you. You are coming. When you are coming, you go to a makeup artist. They pomade your face. I smile to you. How are you? I'm fine. Suffering and smiling. <laughs> Whereas you are not fine. We used to have a guy in our church when we started. My wife said, ah, he wore a t-shirt to do his honey. T-shirt to do no man work. T-shirt to catch his hand. I said, you know that? Oh, that's a lady that was uh, his friend said, but you banned me in Kosa. It looked like a joke, but it registered something in my conscience. That is the truth. I have known this guy doesn't have clothes. One day he came to me. He came to me. He said, his friend in town, they came to the door and said, Oh, can waste time when he, pastor has nothing to give you. you they will just use you like this. Also, church, the law of work converted Muslim to the Christian. Oh, can waste generation life. Look at the way you are looking. He said, They came here and mocked me. Because then he has us, Give me the key of the church. I'm going to give him. So he will just lie on the rock, do some little words. Say, Look at you. A whole graduate, no job, lying down. They mock him. Say they came here to mock me that there is no future for me. I said, Nidan, there's future for you. Lord, give him future. Lord, help him. But he has said something that I cannot sleep with. I started thinking, ah, it's true. Oh my God, tell him no job. At go. And he get a slim what is his name? What will the parent be thinking? I said, thinking. I did not only pray, but I could not rest. So I called one of my son in Lagos. I said, look, how many people do you have in your company in Lagos? Say, I had I, I 22. I said, please, come to Shogo. Just come and pray 15 minutes. But you interview people and give them job. Because, because he mentioned it to me. It has become a burden in my heart. And he came. Slept in my house. The next day, he said, Pastor, I know you just asked me to come because of the job, not because you want me to preach. I said, just preach. And I called few other people that were in that feed in computer. So he came and preached, and I said, yeah, I interviewed them. Do you know it was only me he picked? God sees the heart. He said, even though he read agronomy, but I like him, I want to employ him. And today, me he settled, and I'm happy. But you know, if he did not complain, how will I hear? You see that? How are you? I'm fine, sir. It must be fine. Lord, thank for those that are fine. Oh, they are all fine now. Have courage to ask for favor. What you don't ask for, and they give it to you, is like interruption. They are interrupting into affairs. But what you ask God for and comes your way is called intervention. And most times, God does not want to interrupt. It's a gentle spirit. What you don't ask for, and somebody give you, is like interruption. Talobeyin, complain for me. 
you know, in UNN, we had one brother that anytime we are going to fellowship, see you, he will wear the true slippers. My friend, you can do that here. In Igbo land, they are cosmetic. Fellowship days now according. So people have been watching this brother in the Nijoku Hall. He was wearing slippers. So they thought within themselves that this brother needs shoe. They told me I was in the hall. This is your Yoruba brother. We have watched him. Weekday slippers. Sunday fellowship slippers. We are going to buy him shoe. And they bought brand new shoe. They say I should follow. I say no. In Yoruba land, we don't do that. And you turn on Fifu. They had the best abuse of their life. Say, I can wear barefoot. I can wear. He chased them out. And he came to me. Can you imagine these people? They are buying shoes for me. I said, Sir, don't you need it? I don't need it. I don't want it. People are like that. And in was the party we graduated. Maybe it's wearing shoes now. I don't know. So you need courage to ask for favor because without your mind, God will not do anything. Use courage. If you see something that you know, is being abandoned that you can use, ask for it. We are doing decking of my house and uh, the people said, there's not enough water. There's not water. And my brother said, only there are the pump where done. They can't put a missing ball where come up. I said, ah. I moved to the man and said, The man said, Why not? I said, He said, Why not? I said, Yeah. What you don't ask for, you are not qualified to receive. And if you receive it, it might be an interruption and not intervention. May the Lord give you so many interventions in your life in Jesus' name. Courage to ask. Number two. Number two ways to have victory over famine is acquisition of wisdom. Proverbs 18.15 says, The wise-hearted person is always set to acquire wisdom. If you are wise in heart, you will always be looking for wisdom to add more to your asset. The best asset in life you can have is what? Is what? Is wisdom. Why? Isaiah 33 verse 6 says, Wisdom and knowledge will be the stability of your times. Wisdom is the only asset that will stabilize you in farming. It does not matter how grievous the farming is. When you pursue acquisition of wisdom, you will be above the families of life. As they remove subsidy, add your whole wisdom acquisition to your bank. And before you know it, subsidy removal will have no effect in your life. Acquisition of wisdom is number two things that guarantee victory over limitation. Acquisition of wisdom. You need more wisdom to have victory in life. The woman has been having a bottle of oil. But when wisdom and anointing means to get up on it, it became another thing. I have nothing. The man said, you have something. It is wisdom that you need. And I pray in the name of Jesus that you acquire wisdom all the days of your life in Jesus' name. 
Ephesians chapter 1 verse 70 to 18. I pray that the Lord give you wisdom and knowledge. Wisdom and knowledge. Put it there. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17 and 19. And we are going to read 1 Kings chapter 3 verse 5. How Solomon chose wisdom. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom. Somebody say the spirit of wisdom. Say it again like that. Say, I need the spirit of wisdom. Wisdom that will be above limitation. Father, give it to me in Jesus' name. May give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Verse 18. Quickly, verse 18. We are going to 19. That the eyes of your understanding be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in sin? Verse 19. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power? What does that mean? You get wisdom through his knowledge. When you pursue his presence, you pursue his knowledge, you become wise. Because Jesus has been made the wisdom of God. And Jesus is the word of God. If you are somebody that loves the word, you love Bible study, you love hearing the word, you are always listening. Very soon, everybody that we know that you are wise. And all those who that do not love the word, people will soon know that they are foolish. Luke chapter 10, verse 41 to 42. Mata, mata, mata. You are mindful as mata over many things. But one thing is needful. Mary has chosen the acquisition of wisdom which the devil cannot steal away from her. The only thing the devil can steal is your acquisition of wisdom. That is the best asset you can have as a defense against the enemy. So you are settled always acquiring wisdom. And as you are acquiring wisdom, you are getting better. First Kings chapter 3, verse 5 to 14. Solomon prayed in the night. Lord, give me wisdom. I want to acquire it. May you acquire wisdom in the name of Jesus. Are you following me at all? Proverbs chapter 24, verse 13 and 14. I want to read the Proverbs because there's no way you talk about wisdom without Proverbs. Proverbs 24, verse 13 and 14. Let's take all of them together. Just look at it together later. Proverbs 23, 23. Proverbs 15, 33. Proverbs 27, 17. Proverbs 13, 20. Proverbs 24, verse 13 to 14. Proverbs 23, 23. Proverbs 15, 33. Proverbs 27, 17. Proverbs 13, 20. Talking about wisdom. Where are we now? My son, hit honey because it is good. And the honeycomb, which is sweet to your taste. What happened when you hit it? So shall the knowledge of wisdom be to your soul. If you find wisdom, there is what? Prospect. Somebody shall prospect. <laughs> I love the Bible. There is no book as sweet as the Bible. If you find wisdom, your future is guaranteed. If you find wisdom, there is prospect. And your hope, your expectation will not be cut off. My son, eat wisdom. Swallow it. Gather it. Acquire it. If you find it, your future is bright. That's what the book of Proverbs says. Okay, the next one, please. Next one. Proverbs what? Which one's the next one? Okay, yeah, let's go. Fast, fast, fast. Put it there. 
Proverbs 15.3 The fear of the Lord give birth to wisdom before honor is to meditate. What does that mean by fear of the Lord? The worship of God. People that reference God attract wisdom. Why? God is the source of wisdom. When God is nobody to you, wisdom is nothing to you. Hello? Look, if you are somebody that loves the Lord, wisdom will be your step. If you are somebody that loves worshiping the Lord, being in God's house, love the sanctuary, love the things of God, very soon all your mates will say, ah, he's wise, oh. Why? Anyone that walk with the wise will be what? Oh yeah, next one. Next one. You understand what I'm saying now? Next one. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Proverbs 1, 27, 17. Iron, iron. So a man, what does what? Sharpens the countenance of his friend. When you are always rubbing mind with the word of God, your life is getting sharper and better. You are taking more precise decision, a better decision. That's out to overcome farming. You are not just saying, I don't know. You are rubbing mind. As we are here now, we are rubbing mind with the word of God. Ions are sharpening ions. We are getting better. So that when you get to your village, you will look at it and say, oh no, you are wise. Because you have rubbed mind with the Lord and it's making you better. Okay, the next one is what? Look at the next one. 2023. Buy the truth. Acquire it. And do what? I can't hear you. Buy wisdom and instruction and understanding. It started with buy. So it says buy. Acquire. Your asset is wisdom. He's not complaining. Wisdom. He's still selling. The merchandise of wisdom is better than the merchant of sliver and of pure gold. Are you listening to me now? So buy wisdom. As you are here, you are here with your daughter. You are buying wisdom. Where are they? They are here with your daughter. Ah, they say as you have courage to ask for favor. So God now presents you an opportunity. You ask. You are not asking based on your own personal wisdom. Because some of you, your personal wisdom is casco wisdom. I'm on my lane. Nobody should be on my lane. Everyone on my lane is on my lane. But you know, when God now comes to you and say, have courage. Maybe God has prepared a particular favor for you tomorrow. You say, ah. The wisdom that God taught me in church is that you have courage to ask you. And it now work. That means you have bought wisdom and you are now selling it. That's the merchandise of wisdom. Know that you are coming to church and you do not change. The way you used to think 10 years ago is the way you are still thinking. You have not changed. You say, oh, I hate that. Hmm. I don't want any of those who have known me to say, Amos, you are the same. No. I want them to look at me and say, Ah, you have changed so much. What, what a mystery. What has really helped you? That's what shows that I've acquired wisdom has set into my life. You can't see me because when the brothers of Jacob saw him after 12 years, they could not recognize him. He has changed so much in wisdom, in honor, in knowledge, in prosperity. He has changed. They could not recognize him. They bowed to him, prostrated to him without knowing. He has changed. That's what wisdom does. It will change your countenance. You'll be shining like gold. Be shining. Buy the truth, sell it not. 
By also understanding and instruction and understanding. By also wisdom and understanding. Acquisition of wisdom. We have Proverbs 13 20 and move to the next one. I hope you are buying wisdom this morning. Proverbs 13 20 says, He who walk with wise men will be what? I can't hear you. He who walk with wise men will be what? Every man is responsible for his outcome. Choose your friend. Well, don't say, eh, 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 what? Shut up your mouth. Choose people that are wiser than you. Let them relate with you so that you can be like them. <laughs> are you hearing me now? Choose. You choose them. You call them. You are not my friend. I, I, I told some people a story. They thought it was very funny. When we got the license for heads with the states, one man, God used him for us. I told you this story before. But the part I want to tell you was when my consultant says, the man that helped you get the license, I need his help. You are going to introduce me to him so that he can help me also. There are ones who I'm working on. I said, why not? The only thing is that I'm now your consultant too. So when I introduce you to him, you are my consultant, I've been paying you. You are going to pay me. Say, ah, easy. I will do that. You just do the introduction. Link me up and I will pay you. And my wife said, you will pay me too for releasing my order. I said, ah, he said, that was you too, you are settled. So it was a good job. So I took the man to the man that he wanted to meet. And you know when he says he's going to pay me, I have to do this Joseph very well. I said, this man is a good man. He's my consultant. This is into so many things. He knows this school. Is... I said, sir, he asked me to introduce him to you so that you can help him in one of the schools that he wants to register and do this and that. He said, Pastor says, sister. I said, yes. He just sat directly opposite him. He said, hey, just sir. Boss introduced me a very more. Tebash for me. Lana found the thousand. The man just said, Mudana, Mudana, we are ready. That is my need now. Tebash for me. I will give you four hundred thousand. He said, ah, Mudana. Muti Dioma say you lato. Hey, my mummy kiri became no more register school kid by Muti very tired. Me, Sama. I'm now, I'm now your friend. Please, I'm your friend now. Please, so can you? Every four hundred thousand. Oh yeah, every five days. Every full every my wife see. I started laughing. I started laughing. He said, Pastor, she, but my command, I say, within one week, come up with me. We go file it. We need the advance. No advance. He did the work for him. Guess what? The next time I went to see my consultant, he was dressed in cap. But I tell the consultant, I'm making one go school career state. He's still working for him till today. Till today, oh. He said, I'm now your agent. agent. When you walk with the wise, you be, you see somebody doing well. There's no point. Ah, okay. Please sit down. Acquire wisdom. And through him, this man 
they were able to penetrate so many institutions of state for exhibition and even new one. What am I saying? He that walketh with wise men shall be wise. But a companion of fools shall be destroyed. Always check your sphere of friendship. Are they wise people? Are they increasing you? Are they influencing you? Are they getting better? And you know, you work with the same people, they will expose you and tell you this, how to do this, and this, how to do that. I've told you so many stories. How we hear somebody is doing well, and I will invite the person to come and teach me. That's how things work. Remove that juju mentality from your mind. One idea can liberate you from trouble. May you have wise men to work with in Jesus' name. Okay, to get victory over limitations and farming, you need abundant mentality despite the farming. Proverbs 20 verse 7 says, As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. In time of farming like this, don't have a farming mentality. Because what the devil wants to do is to exaggerate what is happening. Say, ah, so won't It depends on what you see. Oh. Depends on what you see. That's what the devil wants to do. He wants to feel it. And once uh, poverty mentality or lack mentality enter your mind, you always believe that there is no money. You know me, what I see. Anytime I go into the streets and I see hold up, I see kazi, ah, ah, ah. Is it water? Now, it's not water now. I went to just travel with my wife yesterday and he said, I said, my wife, see everywhere is Philippe. The whole place is filled with cars. So when I stay in the house, if I stay in there, I say, I want your daddy. Anywhere we had hold up, I would say, ah, I want your new dog. No should go. Well, they go to see. You can go to town and say, but when I go to town, I see prosperity around. When I go to supermarket, I see abundance. I see how they weed trolley and they are buying Coca-Cola in the supermarket. That's what I see. I see, ah, kilo day. Hey, Lord, shop money. That's what I see. Have abundant mentality despite the famine. Because as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. I've told you, number one is what? Courage for favor. Number two is what? I can't hear you. Number three is what? Second Kings chapter 6 verse 1. The place where we dwell is small. Let us enlarge. You have to have a mentality for enlargement before you get enlargement and you get freedom and deliverance. You can feel it. There's nothing wrong for you to feel that some life is better. Fission is having a mental picture of a preferred future. Stop complaining. It's having a mental picture of a preferred future. You are seeing something bigger than where you are. That's what they call fission. Have abundant mentality. Have abundant words. Mentality. Have abundant words. Second Kings chapter seven, verse two to three. By this time tomorrow, there will be abundant of grain. 
and one shekel. One, one, uh, one barrel of what? Seven kings chapter seven. And the Lord put on verse one, verse one, verse one. Then Elijah said, Hear ye the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord tomorrow about this time. Is a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel, and two measures of barley for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. But the man, then a, a Lord, on whose hand the king gleaned, answered the man of God and said, Behold, if the Lord will make windows in heaven, might this thing be? And he said, Behold, thou shalt see it with your eyes, but shall not what? When you don't have abundant mentality, you don't enjoy prosperity that is around. For you to enjoy abundance, you must have abundant mentality. Are you hearing me now? You must have what? There is surplus around. There is opportunity in the land. I am not disadvantaged. God is constantly helping me. All things work together for my good. Abundant mentality will create an atmosphere for a release upon your life. The man of God prophesied. The man with limited mindset said, even if the Lord opened windows in heaven, this thing cannot be. The truth is that God did not open windows in heaven. God, God, God just sends the enemy away. There are one million ways by which God can provide abundance. Stop being limited in your mind. There's nothing God cannot do. Somebody said, if I calculate all the salary I will earn from now till the time I will retire, ah, I can never buy a car or be the house. Shut up! Who told you that that is the job you are going to do from now on retirement? Who told you that you get another job? Who told you that God cannot open a door for you? We told you that God cannot give, make you a consultant. We told you that uh, you will not meet new people and there will be new opportunity for you. Stop having a lack mentality. Have abundant mentality. Uh, I am trying, you know, I'm trying. I'm trying. Come on, shut up. Will you dwell in the land alone? Won't you build a house to dwell there? Have abundant mentality. The one that provided the land will provide the building on it. Uh, 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 you know, you know my background. It's not your background. It's your mindset. It's your my abundant mentality. God can do it, and we do it for you in Jesus' name. I say we do it for you in Jesus' name. Second Kings chapter four, verses two to four. Go to your neighbor, gather empty vessels. Do not gather what? I can't hear you. When you are going to gather, is it gather abundant vessel? Because the man of God knew what will happen. Look at it. So Elijah said to her, What shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? I said, Your maid servant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. Verse 3. Then he said, Go borrow vessel from everywhere, from all your neighbor, empty vessel. Do not gather just a few. Verse 5, continue. Let's see. And when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons, then pour it into all those vessels and set the full ones aside. Verse 5. So she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons who brought the vessels to her and she poured it out. Verse 6, which is important. Now it came to pass. Six number is the number of man. So anything you see here belongs to you. Six is the number of man. Watch it. This is your responsibility. So, when the vessels were full, that he said to her son, bring me another vessel. He said to her, there is not another vessel. So, the oil ceased. The man of God knew that the vessel you gather 
we determine the flow. Not the flow. We determine the vessel. Some of you think that it is uh, what you carry that we determine there. It is the vessel that is available to fill that we determine the flow. You have inexhaustible flow of oil, but the oil will not flow on an empty ground. You need to have abundant mentality. So he said, go to your neighbor, people that know you as a debtor. Tell them, pay profession. Say, he said, go to your neighbor. Go and be borrowing empty vessels. Some mock her. Some make a jet. Some say, ah, woman, back I'm prepared for empty vessels. All of us see. It's like they are causing a way, no? <laughs> so they gather the vessel and gather and gather and gather. But the man of God said, don't gather a few. Then shut the door and begin to pour. The oil stop when the empty containers were finished. They said there is no more vessel and the oil stop forever. Uh-huh. If she had gathered just two, the way cool, your mentality will determine the flow of the blessing to your life. Your mentality will determine the flow. And I'm serious about it though. Please, if you pray, and that prayer does not enlarge your mentality for abundance, blessing will not enter your life. Hello? I'm, I'm serious about this. Because some of you, you are very holy. And you are still poor. That's what makes holy people to be poor. They are very holy. They are serving God. They are giving tithe. They are doing everything. But their mentality is so small that it does not allow room for blessing. It is not about borrowing. It's about having a mindset of abundance. Don't have a limited mindset that will limit your purse. And once you have a mindset of abundance, it will affect you in everything that you do. Affect you. The oil stop. The oil of blessing in your life will not stop. You will have abundant mentality in Jesus' name. God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. One of the power that works in us is our mentality. You can envision bigness, greatness. And you know that if you envision it enough, you will say it. Even in your dream, God will begin to show you. What you envision is what you see in your dream. If you cannot envision it, you cannot see it in your dream and can never be a reality in your life. Everyone that is great today they envision big things, even while they were small. Are you getting it? Don't take your smallness status now or your level now to now cut your dreams short. Always be thinking big, imagining big things. One of the day I had a dream. I was coming for a church service here, and the whole place was blocked by human beings. It was difficult for me to pass. 
and I asked my wife, where are we going to buy land for expansion of this place? And my wife said, we don't know. The land we have is too small. We need to expand and buy more land. So I knew I'm going to buy land at the back to the next road to every land that is available. Not because we are big, but because I can see what God is preparing for me. And when we bought the land and were praying on it, one of our members said, I'm going to say, Pastor Tanra Lekiri, Shati Kuileta Wanwen. Savay Doloni. It wouldn't dedicate to me. You know what I did? He said, somebody is talking against you. I said, don't worry. Your talk cannot change my mentality about what God is showing me. He's still showing me bigger picture now. What God showed me is what I will plan for. I must have abundant mentality because that is where my safety is. If I'm not thinking big, I can't be big. Even though I'm small, my thinking will not be small. I will have abundant mentality. The worst I can do to console myself is that when I grow up tomorrow, I will be big old. I will be big old so I can be comfortable. I used to have a guy when we started the church. He would tell me, I just go on church, Jesse. Check to 20. I need to 20 or we are 15. You are 15. I can't share it by any. That's why we like, I can share it. I can share it all the way. Hey, Liru, ah, Liru. Only that was the way. He'll be laughing at me. One day God told me, shut up! Stop making him happy. Anytime he asks you, say things that will make him uncomfortable. One day he asked me, how was your say? We are very big. He said, eh? Eti akwa, he said, atipo. Atenda, he said, he said, ah, kalana. He said, ah, he said, ah, he said, ah, but we wonder where he said, wonder who, ah, who will be? He said, eh? I said, ah, there is no congregation that gives money like Abundant Grace Church. There is plenty of money. The place is free. Ah, me, ma, what is Lonnie? I said, ah, Mutilo already. So one day, one day he said, his leg is very him. Then he now said, pray for me. I said, I won't pray for you. I'm not your pastor. Or do you take me as your pastor? I will pray for you. He said, ah, I respect you. He was going to put ah, yeah. Or that stand up, go and close the door. Need I'll pray for you. I pray for him in the office. <laughs> if I start making him happy, I'll be sad. I start making myself happy. So when I drive back home, I'm singing, Hallelujah to the Lord. Why? Since that day, he changed the way he looked at me. Since that day. Shut up! Don't make somebody feel good because I say I, I'm small. There is nothing. No. There is nothing for what? Have abundant mentality. God will do it. Somebody saw the form of the university that we apply. He called me. From that time. I did university. And he started laughing. He started laughing. He started laughing. He laughed and laughed. He said, ah, hey, hey, you can't. You want to perform? He started laughing. And I laughed. I said, wait until that dream 
come to pass. Please see that. Fundamentality. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Have a fundamental. Don't limit your vision. And your dream will come to pass in Jesus' name. Matthew 25, 24 to 30. He said, I know you're a hard man. You read from where you saw not. You don't have anything. That's why I was afraid and I hid your talent. He was having poverty mindset. The Lord said, do business. Occupy till I come. He refused to do anything because his mindset was small. Talent. Talent. To, to three different kind of people. One five. The other one two. The other one one. And that is why if you are poor, you need to work hard on yourself. Hard on yourself. Hard on yourself. Because the man that had five traded with it and gave five more. The one that had two did something and gave more. The one that had one said, I know you're a difficult man. God was not difficult for the one that he gave five. It wasn't hard for the one that he gave two. But the man that he gave one complained that God is not good. Something is wrong. It was the mindset. It was the mindset. The man that had five traded with it. The man had to trade with it. The man had, had one say, I won't do anything with it. He hid it. He didn't do anything with it. And they took it away from him. And what did he say in verse 29 and 30? Take the talent from him and give it to the one that has 10. The man has 10 already. He will have 11. So that those who that have, we have abundance. Do you see how good life is for people that have? Are you, are you shifting your mind now? Are you getting it now? Are you getting it? You have to get into the level of having to have more. Put it there. Matthew 25, 25, verse 29 and 30. He said, give it to the one that has 10. For anyone that has, more will be given. And we have what? Abundance. Are you there? You can open this one. Open this TV first. Let me see it. You have abundance. May you have abundance in Jesus' name. I think the best place to start is to have abundant mentality. That's the best way to start first. Say, I will start with abundant mentality. Say with me. Say, I will have abundant mentality. I will not be poor. I will have abundant mentality. And the Lord will bless you mightily in Jesus' name. Okay. John chapter 4 verse 38. I send you to reap where you have not bestowed any labor. Others people have labor. And you have come where? Where have you entered? into the arrest, into the harvest. May that be your portion in Jesus' name. Raise your hands to heaven. God has helped me. I'm, from, I'm moving from one harvest to another harvest. In the name of Jesus, I will not be limited in life. In the name of Jesus. Come on, shout hallelujah. Okay, maybe finally, I want to tell you this. I will be fast. Do business. If you are going to be Above farming and the limitation. Do business. Do business. Luke chapter 19 verse 3. I had somebody read it in Yoruba. On the internet. He said. Occupy till I come in Yoruba. Say. Eshogu. I don't know. I have not checked it. Eshogu. Efele Eshogu. Do business with this. Till I come. Do business to this. Luke, Luke chapter 10, verse 30 to 35. 
do business. Occupy till I come. That's also in Matthew. Matthew chapter 25, 24 to 30, okay, or 11 to 30. Telling them to occupy. Say, occupy means do business till I come. Do business till I come. So you have to do business with the talent that God has given you. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 27. Proverbs 10, 27. What does he say? Proverbs 10, 27 says what? A slothful man does not roast the meat he took in hunting, but the substance of a diligent man is what? Is precious. Proverbs chapter 10, 12. Proverbs chapter 12, sorry. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 27. The lazy man does not roast what he took in hunting, but diligence is a man's precious possession. Diligence. When God gave the woman the oil, the man of God told her, do business with the oil that I've given you. Go and sell it and live on it. Do business. Somebody says something and I think it's a little bit right. He said, we Christian, we love to do service job. See, that's what most of us like to do. Not many Christians want to go into business. Are you hearing me now? If they give you a letter of employment and a business opportunity, most people will choose employment to a business opportunity. It's like when you give a monkey banana and you give a monkey money, the monkey is likely going to choose banana more than money. The monkey will not know that the 1,000 naira can buy so many banana times over. Are you hearing me, George? That is what business is. You have to have business consciousness. Because even after the Lord blessed the woman with oil, he said, go and sell it. Live on it for the rest of your life. In other words, do business with what I have given you so that you can survive. These are dangerous times that when you are not in business, inflation can wipe away your salary and your income. And doing business is not difficult. What it means is that you should be enterprising. You should see yourself as a businessman and a businesswoman. Because if you don't do business, you come to poverty. Do business. Don't get discouraged. Just always look for a way out to do another business. That's what he said. Do business. Do business. Do business. Open corporation. Do business. Oh, ah, but ah, business is hard. There's nobody to trust. What if I fail? If you fail, you will learn. If you learn, you become better. People that did not go to school, they have become better by doing business. Even doing better than people that go to school. Coast Carry says he has three primary, primary three certificates. Primary three in Lagos. And he started selling. From one thing to another, today he's selling cars. That's the truth. And can I shock you? Some of the people that are doing well in Oshobo now, they are in business. Are doing well now, they are in business. You want to overcome farming? Do business. All our covenant fathers were enterprising people, business people. They are traded with their talent and gifts here and there. They were doing very well. 
They were not just regular, straightforward, civil servant personality. No, they were not like that. Look at, look at Father Jacob, for instance. He negotiated with Laban. What will you give me if I multiply your animal? You have seen that I'm very productive and your animal has increased because of me. What will you do for me if I do that? He said, okay, if you do it and no animal died, any animal that is peku and rinku shall be yours. That's a businessman. Please sit down. And over time, he became bigger and bigger than the slavery that anybody may have for him. Are you listening to me now? God will give you opportunity. And you will survive in Jesus' name. Your business will survive in Jesus' name. I like Proverbs 31, 16. Because when I was young, they opened my eyes to Proverbs 31, woman. And they now said that if you want a Proverbs 31, woman, you must be a Proverbs 31, man. Proverbs 31, talking about a godly woman. And one of the traits that you see constantly in the life of this Proverbs 31, woman, when you get home, you can read it, is that she's a businesswoman. Look like what the Bible says. She considers a feed and buys it. From her profits, she plants a fine yard. Read it. You will see. Proud as one woman is about a woman that is in business. She gets her clothing from far. She sells it. She buys a feed. Consider it. Get a profit from it. And build a fire yard. Are you getting me now? That is the quality that God is talking about when He's talking about Proverbs 31 woman. And Proverbs 31 man must also be a businessman. Somebody that is enterprising, that is doing business, and that is doing well. Luke chapter 10, 30 to 35. And I think I will round up now. I said in Luke chapter 10 verse 30 to 35 that you can only do good. Do good. Do good when you have the substance. I don't know how many of you have read this story about a good neighbor. Jesus answering and said, a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among robbers which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance, there came down a certain priest that way. And when he saw him, he passed on the other side. He changed direction. Why? But, and likewise a Levite, when he was at the place, came and looked at him and pass on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, they used Samaritan to describe a non-believer, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him. We are going to that five oh, And he went to him, and bind up his wound, pouring oil and wine, and set him on his own beasts, and brought him to an inn, and took care of him. Watch it. And on the morrow, when he departed, he took out two pence and gave them to the host and said unto him, Take care of him. 
whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come, I will repay thee. Don't forget this story for life. Listen, you can only do good when you are blessed. You can only do good when you are blessed. Look at this story. The priests saw a man that was wounded. He himself now waka waka person. He doesn't have anything to write. So he looked the other side and went away. The Levite also was walking, checking. So when he looked at him, even if he wanted to help, there's nothing to use to help him. So he passed him away. The Samaritan was coming with his donkey. When he saw him, he had compassion on him. Pack his car. Dress his wound. In his car, there's first aid box. That's what he's saying. He binded his wound. He treated him. He treated him. The car has facility. And he carried him into his car. And took him to the hospital. He doesn't know him all. And he gave the hospital money. He did not say, Equi family. He said, Take this money. Take care of him. If you spend more money, when I come back to check him tomorrow, I will pay you back. My friend, it takes a man that is blessed to do that. Rise up on your feet. Rise up on your feet. Raise your hands to heaven. Praise to say, Father, give me victory over every form of famine and limitations of life in the mighty name of Jesus. I don't want to be limited in the name of Jesus. Lord, give me victory over famine. And you must hate famine and fight famine and get victory over every form of famine and limitation. Hate it because that is victory over poverty. That is victory over lack. In the name of Jesus, I hate every form of famine, every form of limitation. In the name of Jesus, I decree and declare that we have victory over famine in Jesus' name. Pray to God and say, in the time of famine, I will laugh. I will not join other people to complain. I'm going to have celebration. Even in time of famine. In the name of Jesus. When men are saying there is casting down. I'll be saying there is a lifting up. I'll be saying oh God is doing wonders. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I will not go down into poverty. I will have victory. Over famine. Victory over lack. You have to pray very well. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus mighty name we have prayed. Raise your hands to heaven. Say father. Give me boldness. And courage. To ask for favor. Where I need favor. We are going to be fast. If you pray very well. Go ahead and pray Lord. I need courage. I need boldness. To ask for favor. Where I need favor. If you pray very well, God is giving you boldness. I need boldness to know how to speak. To know how to talk. To know how to talk my mind. To know how to get favor. You are not praying. Some of you are not praying now. You need boldness and courage. Lord, boldness. 
courage. Give me boldness. Give me courage. Give me go ahead and pray. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. If you are speaking in tongues, speaking in tongues. As I meet opportunity, Lord, give me courage and favor. He said, You will go to the woman and ask for articles of sliver, articles of gold. You put them on your children. Lord, I ask for favor and I ask for courage to be able to make my requests. Lord, give me courage. Give me boldness. Give me courage. Some of you are not praying at all. You are limited because you, have, you ask not. When you ask, God will give it to you. Lord, I receive boldness. Go ahead. God can give you boldness even to ask from your husband. Boldness. Boldness from your boss. Boldness to ask for favor. Lord, give it to me. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. May the Lord give it to you. Raise your hands to everyone again. Say, Father, I want to acquire wisdom as my asset. Lord, give me grace for the spirit of wisdom. Help me to acquire wisdom as my asset. For my stability. In the name of Jesus. Go ahead. Go ahead and pray. I want to acquire more wisdom. Lord. Let your wisdom be available to me. Give me the spirit of wisdom. I want to acquire it. I want to buy it. Lord wherever they sell wisdom. Give me opportunity. To get wisdom. In the name of Jesus. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead and pray for yourself. Lord, I want to acquire. I want to acquire wisdom. I want to acquire it. I want to acquire it. I want to acquire it. In the name of Jesus. Are you praying at all? Go ahead and pray and pray and pray. Lord, I want to acquire it. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus name we have prayed. You are going to do deliverance for yourself. Put your hand upon your head. Father give me abundant mentality. I don't want to have a limited mindset. I want to think big. I want to think big. Lord give me abundant mindset. No more limitation in my brain. Abundant mindset. Everything I want is available. God is able to do all things. Able to do all things. Able to do all things. According to his riches in glory. God is able to do abundantly. Above all. That we ask. Or think of him. In Jesus mighty name. We have prayed. Now open your eyes. My wife often tells me that. It's not everybody that can do business. But I know everybody can pray for grace. To do business. Whether you are working for somebody, you are doing business. When you have that mindset that you are in business for yourself, your approach to that work will be different. You'll be solving problems. And God can also help you to diversify and have business. I believe there's an anointing and grace to do business and to do it well. That's the truth. It's not about money at time. It's about connection. It's about help. Somebody said, when I started doing cooperative, is where my business I say it's a lie. I said to him, I say it's a lie, sir. Tell me the truth. 
what increase your business? He said, Pastor, I don't want to tell all of them there. The truth is that somebody in Lagos told me that now I trust you. I'll be giving you all the goods. When you finish selling, give me the money. He said, he started shipping down materials to Shogbo. And it is when I finish selling that I will now remit the money. He said, that make me relax. I was not looking for big capital again. I have the money. That's the truth. If you have help, if somebody say, ah, okay, what can make things easy for you there's empowerment from the Lord that make business easy raise your hands to heaven say father anoint me to be in business and to do well in business pray for yourself because if you are not in business you are going to be buying so many things and before you know it it will be difficult for you say father Anoint me to be in business. I want to be dynamic. I want to be enterprising. This is important for all of us. Yes, Lord Jesus, anoint me. I'm not just moving up and down. I'm a busy man that is in business. For myself and for my family. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. This is the final prayer we are praying today. And we are going to round up this service. He said, God is able to make all grace advance towards you. So that you'll be able to give and help so many people. Multimedia people, put it there. Second Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8 to 10. Quickly, we are going to use it to pray. More than what I need, I want to be a blessing. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you. That you always having all sufficiency in all things. Somebody say amen. amen. Say, I have sufficiency in all things. May have abundance for every good work. What the scripture means is that you, when they say give, you have money to give. You have abundance for every good work. God is able to make all grace. All grace. I don't know the kind of grace that you need. Write it down. We are going to use to pray. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 8. God is able to make all grace. Is able to make all grace abound towards you. That you always, you are having all sufficiency. In all things, not in few things, in all things. So everything you need, may the Lord give it to you in sufficient form. In abundance in the name of Jesus. Look at what he says. So that you may have, you may have to give to the poor. You may have to do good work. If you are a Christian and you are not doing good work, you are not blessed. Somebody must thank God for you. So the other people say, ah, ah, thank God for that life. Last Sunday, this person helped me. Yeah. And as we're helping that person, that person is so growing to help other person. That's how church grow. You are not just coming and thinking about what you are going to eat. You are thinking about people that don't have food to eat and you are looking for a way of helping them. You are helping somebody in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now raise your hands to heaven. Lord, make me a blessing. Let me have sufficiency. To do good work. Even for other people. In the mighty name of Jesus. When I see somebody that is in need. Lord I want to be capable. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus mighty name. We have prayed. Come 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 come. come. There's something God told me this week. There's something that God told me this week. The men's name. I want us to change it from excellent men. We are going to call it. Able men fellowship. Ebu. Ebu. 
able to give, able to provide, able to stand in the gap. Able men fellowship, they are able. Responsible fathers. That's what God told me. They changed the name. You know, anytime you mention builders of destiny, we are building destiny. Excellent excellent men. excellent men. Hey, boo, man. Your children see you as hey, boo. Your wife call you hey, boo. Hey, baba, hey, boo. Hey, boo, hey, boy. This is our president. Men's fellowship. Beginning from today, all the married men, they are called Abu men. What do I call them now? What is your name? So when we have fellows, we call Abu men. And please, all the women, all the wives, we call them Abu men. Say, Abu men meeting. Abu men. Abu men. What is this now? Abu men. Abu men. We are Abu. All the married men in the church shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Are you Hebu? Yes, Are you Hebu? Yes, so then I say, ah, you will not talk with you. So it's very cookbosy. We are what? Hebu Hebu men. Hebu. 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 Hebu men fellowship. We change that name from excellent to able in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Spirit. And the church say, Now raise your hands and say, Father, bless the able men. All the able men. In our midst, able men. All the able men. I want pillar, 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 pillar. Able men. Bless the Abu Men Fellowship. Abu Men. Bless all the Abu Men. Abu. Make them Abu. You are called Abu today. You'll be Abu forever. Abu Men Fellowship. Lord bless them in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we have prayer. So your husband has joined a club that is called Abu. When your children are crying, so you say, Hello, that way, boo. You'll be able. In the name of Jesus Christ. Okay, if you want to give your life to Jesus for the first time, can you close your eyes, everybody, please? Say with me, raise your hands to heaven. Lord Jesus, I love you. I give my life to you. Go ahead and just give your life to him. I confess my sin. You are my Lord and personal Savior. Beginning from today, I will serve you forever. Write my name in the book of life. I just love you, Jesus, and I surrender my life to you. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Father, as many people that make this confession, write their name in the book of life. Make them your children and answer their prayers. In the name of Jesus, in Jesus' name, we have prayed. Now we have come to the end of the service. Let's clap on together for Jesus. What a wonderful time in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah.